<laughs> Have you fixed your hair now, Kim? <laughs> Is your hair okay now for the podcast? Yes, I had to fix my hair. Uh, <laughs> except that you can't see me. We need to have a live. Let's do this live. Oh, yeah, let's we do live. Do oh, wow. Oh, okay, wow. In, um, when we'll be together in February, won't we? So let's do a live. <gasps> yes. Yeah. And then you February. can do your lipstick and your hair, Kim. <laughs> a Valentine's Day special. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, hey, hi, hi, it's Sonny. Hi, it's Rhoda. And it's me, Kim, here. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know how people do this weekly or no. weekly. So we're just haphazard podcasters, but we're busy women. Just in time, podcasters. Just in time. <laughs> just in time. We move as this we move that we move as inspiration strikes. Yes. yes. Been- we were just having a, a good old preamble. And and Kim was talking about um, upcoming holidays and like mm. how things. And we were thinking about expectations and mm. what's everybody doing and how's everyone feel about that. So, mm. what were you saying, Kim? About well, uh, I expectations. I, I was, yes, I was saying like we before we st- we started recording, we were talking about issues coming up in each of our homes and our relationships, and how and I I said things seem swollen at Christmas time things seem magnified and in my head I'm in my head I'm likening it to um I'm coming back to hormones but Mm -hmm. I'm liking it to PMT or PMS or you know uh, menopausal hormones or whatever hormones are happening for whatever (laughs) person hormones happen that should be our that should be our mantra but I so many times women will dismiss what they're feeling by saying, oh, I'm just premenstrual or, oh, it's just, you know, I'm menopausal. And we dismiss those feelings, but actually I think the reality is still there. You know, the, if you're angry about something mm-hmm. that anger might present differently because it's hormone fueled, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't be angry about that thing. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be sad. It doesn't mean that those aren't legitimate feelings. It just means they might be made bigger by something going on inside or I think with the holidays it's both it's the pressures outside and the inner pressure inside and they're they're constantly trying to we're constantly trying to find equilibrium and when when they clash it comes out sideways on the people we love or it ricochets inward on ourselves hmm. totally yeah. pre-holiday like, tension yeah <laughs> We have concerns about money. Yeah, I I decorated my Christmas tree and then realized the lights were sparking at the outlet and that terrified me. So I had to take everything down and put it back on. And that was almost the end of me. (laughs) (laughs) I threw away some, um, I must have bought them about 20 years ago. They were these sort of like, you know, the Fimo clay. Little oh, scratches, yeah. and they were on a very fine sort of string thing with a little star in between each hand. So there was a long line of them. Yeah. And I have untangled them for about 20 Christmases. Anyway, yesterday they <laughs> went in the bin. I was like, Why? <laughs> I'm not doing this again. I did try Just for that. about 15 minutes. And I'm like, that. Nah. <laughs> this year, year, bye. <laughs> 
I won't say I won't say the the real word I want to use here, but we talk about the it, I, it, the chuck the chuck it bucket. Yes. <laughs> that goes in the chuck it bucket. <laughs> it's not a chuck it. There's another there's another one there. Rhymes with it's no. Gone. <laughs> oh, I think we need to celebrate the chuck it bucket. Yeah. yeah. What would you put oh, in the chuck bucket this Christmas time? Or these holiday season, whatever season you celebrate. What needs to go in the chuck it bucket? Mm. I think all those expectations, you know, mm. just like I have to say, because we're staying at home this year and because I'm in another country, that completely, I mean, it's just like we cannot like turn up for anything. So, because we're in mm. the wrong country. <laughs> so, it's, it's like, um, it's a double edged thing because it's like there's total freedom from obligation or duty. And then there's, then you're missing all the stuff that you do want to do, you know, so, and mm. the people you do want to see. So it's, yeah, it's a double thing. But I, I do, I'm looking forward to the rest, actually. Mm. But I do know that there'll be a bit of like, oh, you know, we'd be doing this now if I was at so and so's, you know, so, mm. um, so there'll be a bit of missing, but also, a real kind of freedom in mm. not having to choose. I think that um, has been difficult as like my parents split up when I was 11, 12. And so, mm. and then we went through years of doing Christmas day with one boxing day with another <laughs> and they never mm. really lived near, near to each other. And, you know, and you always felt like you were with the wrong parent, you know, like mm. you should be at the other one, you know, yeah. so there's all this split loyalty and all that rubbish and then and that never really stops you know and I know mm. people get a flavor of that don't they with in-laws like that they should be with one side and then they have to do the next side the next year yeah. and then maybe they can have a neutral year mm. <laughs> you know but I think that's a lot isn't it for everyone yeah. it's just like who we host who comes round, where we put them all you know <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. How about you, Ray? I, I mean, I still have dreams of going to my Swedish log cabin that's not quite in existence yet, uh, <laughs> in the middle of a wood where there's yeah. loads of snow, and oh. you take supplies for a full month of food. Yeah. It's yeah. like delightful. Perfect. But then I've got a split personality when it comes to that because I think for me, there's opportunity at Christmas time as well. Like, I'm more of an introverted person, but Christmas is one of those times where everybody's kind of up for something. Mm. Um, and I just think in some ways it's a, it for me is a easier point of gathering around mutually fun things <laughs> and just trying to find the joy in the middle. So I've just got myself a free um, big wardrobe off Facebook Marketplace. And I'm gonna take the um the hinges off my inner front door and turn my house into <gasps> Narnia. Because I'm just like, do you know, this year my dad died. I need some joy in my life. Yeah. Like I just need to be able to open that front door when I come home, whenever I get this installed, <laughs> and walk into Narnia every yeah. day. <laughs> like, yes! Oh right, I'm just that's going magic. Out of my back door and my front door sometimes, just because I just need a little bit of joy. You know, I just think for me that. There's something childlike about Christmas that if we can mm. dial into that place of, you know, going like seeing my little friend Henry the other day, like the Christmas wonder of like, yeah. oh my goodness, there's a Christmas tree in that house. And I'm like, mm. I know this is so exciting. You know, just that. <laughs> yeah. I think that's your wonder place and just trying to set aside the peripheral, isn't it? It's mm. just, 
which is hard because I think we all have expectations for Christmas, don't we? And we put so much expectation that it's going to be the best Christmas ever every year. And like that's a lot of pressure, isn't it? (laughs) I wonder where that comes from. Like, I think there is, I am so curious where that pressure comes from. Is it internal, external, historical? I mean, you're the therapist, Sunny. But you know what I was just thinking when you were talking about that childlike wonder? Mm. Is that kids don't have the pretext or the context for what it should be. They just get Mm -hmm. to experience what is. And I was thinking the way that we, the way that I as an adult experience wonder is when I put myself in unusual then I am delighted and full of wonder. So this weekend, Mm -hmm. my friend and I met halfway. She lives in Reading. I live up here. We haven't seen each other since before COVID. And so we said, look, 2022 is almost over. Let's meet halfway. And we just arbitrarily picked a halfway spot, found a really lovely inn. And then we asked the innkeeper, sounds like we're in the manger. You were riding a camel last week, Kim. Let's just yeah, like... no immaculate conception. No room at the inn. It's a whole other story. <laughs> no, um, no surprise this year. Uh, anyway, let's move on from that. Uh, I, <laughs> I, but, but we went, the, the lady at the inn said, oh, there's this great place called Trentum Estate in Stockton, uh, Stoke-on-Trent, Stockton-on-Tee, Stoke-on-Trent, I think. I can't remember. Anyway, somewhere over there. Anyway, Midlands. Anyway, we went and I mean, I was childlike. We were both just delighted because there, we were surprised. It was unusual and it was unexpected. And it was almost as if it was planned for us. And I know those things don't happen every day, but to notice life, you got to, take yourself off the the usual path like you know we get in we get in our ruts because they're comfortable but then we become uncomfortable because we're in our ruts Mm. Mm. i don't know yeah (gasps) what what was that gas i love that I i was just thinking um I was just thinking that, so I have, I, over the last month, I've been working at Newman Catholic school, a secondary school in Carlisle. And on Friday mornings, there is a mass for students. And so the, 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 the gentleman who uh, runs it is named Father Louise. I think that's how you say his name. I need, I need to confirm it, but it's awkward to say, oh, sorry, sir, Father What's your name? But um, anyway, he said this fascinating thing on Friday and I am, he is an inspired person and he, he speaks with utter love and care. And he said this fascinating thing of this, he was retelling the, the story of how Jesus healed the blind, the two blind men. And he said, he said he was curious, were they blind from birth? Did they see and then lost their sight or, uh, what was their story? And I just was fascinated by this idea. And he made the connection to, did we once see clearly and we've lost our sight Mm -hmm. or have we never seen clearly and truthfully and beautifully with wonder and maybe our eyes need to be open. And I'm telling you all weekend, I have been thinking about that. And then he said, he said, at the end, he said, and, and, and he's saying this to students. He said, when, 
when their eyes were open, Jesus said, don't tell anyone. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. And and he said, I wonder why. And he was talking about how he has so much joy in his faith that he wants to tell people. Mm -hmm. But I thought it's, it was interesting because I, my thought was that, you know, preach the gospel, use words if you must like share your joy. But when someone's life has changed, you can see it. When someone's full of wonder, you can see it. We love being with kids Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. at Christmas, because we want to see through their lenses, they can Mm -hmm. still see. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my riff. I'm sorry I go mm-hmm. off a, a little bit. <laughs> I'm getting a sense of that because the Netherlands have different traditions. So I'm getting mm-hmm. a real sense of like, oh, there's Santa Claus. You know, like <laughs> came in on a on a boat to the village and then walked through the village and you know, like it, it it's a real like, oh, you know, like it's completely new and completely different kind of outfits and traditions and you know, they don't have um same food and dates and you know all sorts of things like you know so the 6th of December is kind of like Christmas too you know so the 5th of December you know they have the it's kind of like Christmas Eve and giving gifts and all sorts of stuff so I don't know too much about it so I won't say too much um but yeah so there is that like like sense of like oh <laughs> that's that's pretty or that's that's lovely or that's that's a nice tradition you know I can understand why they do mm. that then yeah so there's a little sense of renewed wonder I guess like you say I think we do we do tend to lose that a little bit don't we mm. very yeah. like I find <laughs> we get humans just like those places it's just like those places of mystery and like oh amazing mm. like mm. just to ponder on and wonder on like so good well, and misery is more socially acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> why is that? Yeah. Why is it that misery is yeah. more acceptable? That's so interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And I think there's that those common questions around Christmas, aren't there? Of like, oh, how many people have you got to cook for? You know, like it's a, like it's a you know real trial rather than you know how many people are you blessed with? You know, like how. <laughs> How many people are gathering around and having fun with? It's still yeah. like, oh, wow, I've got to cook for so many or whatever. And I know yeah. that, especially for women, it lands on them and they end up being, you know, wonderfully hot and sweaty and away from everyone and coming in and picking things and making themselves drinks and not offering them. And, you know, there's yeah. all that other stuff that happens, isn't there? Where yeah. Quite often someone's on their own. Yeah. Catering, you know, but yeah. yeah. There's a lot of pressure on everybody to get it right. Mm. And also there's people that have to have family members that they don't, they're not feeling connected to or, you know, that's yeah, really totally. fun, isn't it? sharing a special day with someone yeah. that you don't feel known, yeah. appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, but also just that, yeah, just that reality of not having anyone to share the day with, like what that looks yeah. like as well. Because yeah. I think... It's just, um, you know, I've I've got some friends who that's like a real heartache, a real sadness that there's just mm. nobody to share that day with. Mm. Other friends who genuinely just hate that day and, mm. and just want it to be a normal day and get... And so it's like mm. the pressure's from every angle, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like yeah. you know, the pressure to to be set into a really big situation. And yeah. like, yeah. you know, it's just like, well, like trying to embrace what, what suits everybody. What does... I think... Yeah. I think 
this for me is the annual collective moment of where we get the chance to dial into another human being's needs mm. and genuinely try and set someone else's needs before our own. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's an opportunity here to to genuinely see those who are lonely and want to be connected, to be connected, but then also to totally bless those who are just like, I just mm. really want a day on my own. Like, yeah. you know, that's yeah. that's been you know like in my closer family response to grief like I just want to be by myself like yeah yeah I actually I actually just don't need the big pizzazz and all the expectations of Christmas and I love that like you know within my family it's just like yeah freedom to do that like freedom to respond in the way you need to respond um because I think it's really hard isn't it where you kind of feel just a square peg in a round hole <laughs> you know just like I really don't want to do this but I have to because mm. great aunt Dora told me I must be there <laughs> <laughs> like you know yeah and, and having your first Christmas row that's like really cool that you guys have found that space to have space kind of thing yeah totally I mean yeah. we've yet to do it but I think yeah. um and I think it's always funny isn't it planning for the unknown planning for so this is the first Christmas w- without my dad and dad mm. loved Christmas. Oh. And so then how do you do that? How do you mm. navigate that? And mm. you know what? I don't think you know until you do it, do yeah. you? And, yeah. <laughs> and afterwards you're like, yeah, that wasn't the way that we should have done that. Or no. I could have done that. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, but I think yeah. it's just holding that tightly and lightly and just trying to figure out what's the pathway for everyone to be able to do what they feel they need to do this mm. year, you know, mm. um, which is hard, isn't it? Yeah. Like, figure that out. Yeah, I found with anniversaries and stuff, difficult dates, I think the lead up can be so much harder than the day. And I don't know, you you were saying earlier, Kim, about the kind of relief of getting all of these over with. Yeah, I think sometimes with hard dates and anniversaries and I think like if you're spending Christmas alone, it's it's the kind of it's the build up, isn't it? And the expectation yeah. of people asking what you're doing and oh, are you sure you can come and, you know, I'm, I'm never first Christmas after my partner died many years ago I had so many offers for for that Mm. Christmas and stuff Mm. and I mean I just I just um doubled up with my grandma (laughs) yeah we we, like cruised around the country doing parasite (laughs) tours you know (laughs) you know just adding ourselves on to everyone else's Christmas but and and so we weren't alone because we were together but um and Mm. I you know really blessed for that but yeah I think Often the build-up, like you were saying, Kim, about this uh, um, magnifying, mm. is 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 more. There's more anxiety around that than actually when you get to the day or the event, or mm. <laughs> yeah, that can be quite nice when you actually get to it. Well, yeah, that's it. But I do think what you were saying about Aunt Dora, Great Aunt Dora, like. <laughs> There is an entitlement that might come for people in our lives that, including ourselves, that misery piece, like this is the one time a year I can demand attention or I can demand, I don't know. There's just, I just think it, it brings up a lot of pain, Mm. bring up pain and I don't understand fully why. And I, I do wonder, is that true? Is that true of Kwanzaa? Is that true of Eid? Is that true of other? I'm I'm so curious. Yeah, other faiths, other beliefs. Uh, you know, 
I don't know, like, like what, what do we actually want to magnify over mm. the house? Mm. What can I choose what I want to magnify? Mm. I don't know. And the idea of putting, there's a, there's a, con, there's a contrast there between choosing to use the holidays to serve others versus choosing to use the holidays to demand from others. And somewhere in the middle, and Sonny, you have that great quote between, what do you say, between there's acceptance. Acceptance and resistance, there's allowance. Allowance. Because there are times where you go, you know what, grandma likes to, I don't know, whatever it is, you know. (laughs) Uh, Uncle Barney, I always talks about the politics. And we just accept, like, can we just, I don't know. I don't know. But I do know this. I read, I, I, on my road trip, I was, I was in, in tears on the edge of my eyes this morning when I was listening to the end of, forgive me, Harry Potter, spoiler alert. Okay, I've read it, listened to it. It's a, like a, a friend of mine named Rachel says, it's a comfort to listen to books that, that we've read a few times. So I was listening to this on my road trip and I've never teared up to Harry Potter, but this morning I did. And I was thinking about what it means. Like there's a scene where Harry Potter, the one of which we do not speak, you know, his, uh, his enemy, someone who wanted to inflict pain on Harry Potter, but he, his, Oh my gosh, I could tear up. His mother's died, right? And there was his enemy who was touching. And every time that enemy touched Harry, his hands got burned. And the enemy wanted harm on him. And every time he touched Harry's skin, his hands were burned. And so Harry Potter recovers, survives, is in the hospital. He asks Dumbledore, why couldn't, why couldn't um, Quirrell touch my skin? or Coral slash Voldemort touch my skin. And, and then Voldemort says, Oh, that's a really curious question. It's because you, when your mother died, you, she was, she loved you so, so much. And when someone is loved as much as you have been loved, that never leaves you. And mm-hmm. if, and someone who, who, when that never leaves you and someone who wants to hurt you, when they encounter you, they, cannot touch you they cannot touch you because they are because you are so loved it's in your very skin Mm -hmm. and it brings a tear to my eye now because we carry that love with us and when we use that as our identity that changes how we show up doesn't it and that's Mm -hmm. not about i don't know that's not about demanding or being entitled it's just about being loved and recognizing that I am loved. I have an ornament on my tree from you, Sunny, that says, I am enough. Mm-hmm. And for grief, those of us who recognize grief at the holidays, what if we take a posture like, like Harry Potter? <laughs> you know, like I'm so loved. That really reached my heart to hear that. Mm-hmm. He was so loved that harm couldn't touch him. Mm. and I think that's a really um, you know that's a really lovely way of thinking about it but also explains the very rawness and the and the and the pain of of not having had that you know and how that we can therefore be (laughs) harmed by that Mm -hmm. touch and it, it makes us more vulnerable to 
um, being hurt mm. if you haven't had that shield of unconditional love. And I, yeah, mm. I truly believe that that once you've had unconditional love, you know how to recognize it, you know how to receive it. Okay. You know, I think it just sets you up for um, knowing that in your in your future life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's harder because I think people who haven't necessarily had that. Well, what... they're looking for that, you know, I think mm-hmm. we we do know it eventually, but quite often once we're <laughs> once we're in it or when we've lost it, like oh that was that, and that's what mm-hmm. like. yeah, yeah. And what hard. do you do when the person who and I use this, I do, I don't use this word often but the person who should love you what happens when the person that your mother or your father or the person that you so want to be loved by mm. doesn't and i think that's mm. where um, and we need to find surrogates yeah mm. i need mm. hagrid i need hagrid in my life <laughs> <laughs> but no we find surrogates like this yeah. circle here. yeah and i think that that we find family we choose mm definitely or it's your grandmother like for me it was my grandmother or um you find a teacher or mm-hmm. you know like you can see the people that have that harry potterness about them you can <laughs> see the kids gravitate towards them can't you you can see mm-hmm. them, you know yeah but we can learn it we can find it we can feel it it's not mm-hmm. fixed, is it but it's just no, totally. automatic for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. People who hold a mirror, right? Hold a mirror to us so that we can see ourselves. Mm. But also that we can then reflect a mirror to others. Yeah. And I think you're talking about, Ro, when you talk about serving, like, mm. you know, creating wonder out, even out of your pain. Mm. Mm. Like Narnia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Narnia. Oh, yes, that that would be like a like a car wash of love, won't it? You know, like the the things that spin around in a car wash, and like you know the brushes. <laughs> like you open the wardrobe door and you walk into your house, Ray. You'll have all this stuff sparkled all over you. you Narnia. Welcome. I love, love that idea. Yes. Welcome to you know I like being it. hosted and seen and Ro, you're just amazing at that. You oh. are. And I tell you what, that is there in whether your wardrobe door's there or not. Your front door does that. I think. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've seen people come in your house and they just sit and feel welcomed and they don't. You know, mm. they're not like, oh, shall I sit down? Shall I take my coat off or whatever? I've seen everybody <laughs> comes in and it's just like hugs and <laughs> coffee and putting the yeah. yeah. Just, oh, you're amazing at that. Mm. Yeah. And maybe Rota that will be your solace, Ro. Maybe that will be your place to to be during this first Christmas. Yeah, definitely. I think it's. I think it's. I'm just. I'm excited. I, like I'm just excited. It's so funny. I'm excited about like um some of the plans that we've got, but then also if those plans don't work out, I think that's one of the things for the last <laughs> few years, isn't it? Yeah. That you just like you get used to making plans and them not quite working out. Oh, so yeah. it's tight, tightly and lightly. Yeah. But if anything else, I'm just excited about walking that through that door myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So just like yeah, and I think that's the joy, isn't it, of just doing yeah. things that just delight us. 
I mean, that's costing us literally, it costs us the fuel to collect the wardrobe. It's not going to cost us any financial money. Um, it'll cost us some time. But I'm just like, but I want to, I want to remember that when I'm an old person. <laughs> Do you remember the year that we turned our house into Narnia? <laughs> <laughs> so just okay. fun times. Little, and I think that's really well, important, Ro, that we remember ourselves, you know, like yes. that, you know, we might be gifting and cooking or, you know, visiting or, you know, welcoming others, but that that, that we're welcomed and we're totally. receiving and totally. <laughs> we're, part of that. we're eating and joining yeah. in too. Like, yeah. Like, Do you know, I really, I think I talked about this last time, but I really appreciate the work of Priya Parker, who talks about the art of gathering. And it's been really interesting over the last few months because her focus has been on like being good guests. I think we maybe even Mm. talked about this as well last time. Mm. Um, But I just love that. I just love that that notion of the all encompassing, you know, the season that we're coming into. You know, I know like personally there can be dread when you go to something that you're not quite sure what it is you're not sure what the dress code is you're not sure what you're meant to do there you're not yeah. meant, like you're not sure who's going to be there it's all those things isn't it compound yeah. and you're end of the year tired anyway and then you're mm. going to these things but I love that she talks quite a lot about being mindful as we come towards these moments of like how do we want to position ourselves how are we wired like if you're mm. the introvert go and speak to that one person and just have mm. that glorious one person in conversation mm. and don't feel like you have to talk to the whole room and mm. do you know just like the freedoms that we can offer ourselves in that awareness of who we are you know last last week Kimmy she climbed on a camel and went through a local <laughs> town like you know like as I'm watching the video I'm just like you know if there's a glove there that fits the five fingers yeah. she's 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 filling them all for oh, Christmas that's so funny. as she rides down and I'm just like and that for for me to do that I'm just like oh my oh. days <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I loved I loved just watching the video of her <laughs> yeah totally just when we brilliant. got the message in our group chat of like you know uh, you know basically someone's asked you know could you ride a camel Kim and you were like yeah is it a nice camel I guess so you know and it just like of course it would be a yes you know like me well, and Ro would be running in the opposite I know, direction but I, know, I, know. I totally wouldn't get asked to ride a camel would we I know we would not I totally loved it because I thought it was a pantomime camel that she was talking about and I was like what the heck but then I'm like no she's dressed as a king on a camel I love this it's a real camel in Korea. yes it was only in my little town but a, a friend of mine <laughs> whose daughter had agreed to do it her daughter got a little bit insecure about it and so I get a message on Saturday last Saturday that said bit of a random request would you be willing to ride a camel tomorrow for the Christmas light switch on and I say to my clients it's either a hell yes or it's a no <laughs> and for me let's be clear hell yes that was a definite <laughs> yes and I <laughs> I um I honestly, I I think I found my new life calling. It was a, so much fun. And what was fun is watching people smile. Oh. And also just recognizing, because it was three women riding these camels. Oh, we I always knew it was three queens. <laughs> of In fact, let's be honest, if it were three queens, and there's a meme about this, 
they would have brought nappies and they would have brought, you know, a, a warm meal for, for Mary. And yeah, I just, I, I had so much fun, but I was just listening to you, Ro and Sunny. And I was thinking there is, I'm an ENFP and that intuitive feeler part. I run my, I, I, I run my engine out and I need to refuel, even though I'm an extrovert, I still need alone time. And I was fantasizing just then about, you know, the idea of a silent disco Imagine, imagine a Christmas party where you go and there's a room set up with reading nooks. See, this is a, Mm. a, a, a fantasy for me too. After the party, I could go to this room where there's reading nooks and blankets and pillows and steaming cups of tea. There's, and, and it's a quiet room and, and just like a silent disco, you get to sit and read. Like imagine a party like that where you've got the quiet room and the the crazy room. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, yeah, I could, I could do fun. a Christmas like that. Yeah. I know many introverts. Yeah. Yes, I know many introvert introverts who, um, and you can spot them at the party because they retreat to dishwashing. Yes, because they they yes. like, yeah. Whereas I well, run to the having camel. done double Christmases for. Oh, especially as a teenager. Can you imagine? An introverted teenager. They're just like, oh. another one. Yep. yep. It's like, you know. There are, some of them are fun. You know, I remember the first Christmas when my my dad had, our family had blended with my stepmom's family. Like, there were kids on ironing boards, sitting on ironing boards. Oh, <laughs> my That's so fun. <laughs> How cool is that? You know, like a little bench. You know, but like the emergency chairs had run out. So... We were sitting on ironing boards and stuff, and there was, and and her family are just more animated and just like, and it was just brilliant, you know. It was like a mm. that was a real wonder, you know. Just like wow, this family does this like in a really noisy. There's never a dinner where someone because they're all quite long limbs as well, where somebody's elbow doesn't knock something over on the table, you know. Like every time it's big meal. <laughs> Somebody would knock over a glass of water and, you know, have to mop everything up or whatever. There was hands going in everywhere and it was just glorious. It was, but you know, really humble, but like mm. really, really fun and really different from the sometimes, well, just not formal, but like trying hard to have a, you know, nice Christmas dinners mm. that we previously a had. But, I, yeah. I mean, a potluck Christmas, you oh, know? Yeah. Awesome. I mean that everyone shares it. I I like that. In the states there's a really interesting tradition called a cookie. Like a lot of families will do cookie day. My cousins do cookie day. I've never actually been able to been in the in the in back home when we've done cookie day, cookie bake they call it. But they there's there are a few versions of it, but everyone comes, they bring their ingredients for their favorite cookies and the whole family oh, or wow works together and then everyone leaves with cookies. But one of my favorite Christmas memories was a shared experience where you make say six dozen of one type of cookie. And then you bring it to this afternoon, coffee is provided and you bring your, your six dozen or your three dozen or whatever. And you walk away with three dozen so you fill your fun with cookies from other places and so people will do one one plate for a neighbor one plate for their family 
So you bring one type of cookie and you leave with a beautiful array of Christmas cookies. And I think that's kind of a fun oh, thing. That's sweet. Swap. But yeah, it's funny though, because let's be honest, how many men are sitting around talking about <laughs> a, a cookie swap or potluck or, you know, and I know there are men who do the whole shebang. Um, I know one very introverted man in my life who likes to cook simply because he can hide in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like don't yeah. enter the kitchen no one walk into the it's there's a realm but, but, but i love i love that right of just like the love and the care and the mm. and just like you know just finding your way isn't it like and i love that yeah. so yeah, yeah i think the hosting could be like when we buy gifts for people you know that that i love like shopping for you know, and you're just like, oh, yes, that's so Kim or that's so Rhoda or, you know, like, oh, I'll just get that and I'll quite <laughs> often sneak something in for myself. But you know, I guess if we <laughs> that lovely feeling, I, th- I think if we could do that in hosting, do you, do you know what I yeah. mean? Not like in se- offering separate things, but just like, oh, this is so lovely to give you like a meal or this is so lovely to yeah. you know, give you a hot toddy or whatever. Just I think we can just get caught up and obviously so in all the like you say in all the expectations especially on women um in the homes and stuff to to be the one that's giving out so I I think that like receiving it like you say Rove like being in Narnia with everyone else (laughs) you know and making sure you feel it and know it yeah and also just understand who you are so I'm more introverted so then ask my friend Kimmy will you come and help me host yeah. and then my husband's the same personality type as her as well mm. quite often in these parties I will go and have myself a little snooze upstairs yeah. in the bed yeah. <laughs> 30 minutes out yeah. and just hear those two like and yeah. personality types like them just buzzing away the whole night I mean yeah. they, it fascinates me listening to them both when they yeah. chat to people I'm just like yeah. come up with that conversation where yeah. did from <laughs> it's so, so, so wonderful and beautiful yeah. I'm very happy like to just watch in a party or a group of people and quite often even just like watching you two talk to each other it just I'm really really happy watching you know you know I don't need to be spoken to or like cajoled or sat with or anything I'm just very happy especially if I can have my dogs with me or whatever I'm just very happy to be in the corner of the sofa just watching everybody having a I love that one-to-one thing you know that introvert thing of like having a really good chat with someone but totally uh, but so, so happy to watch the <laughs> chaos <laughs> unfold well I was thinking about too speaking of kitchens inevitably everyone always ends up in the kitchen and I was thinking about yeah. you go to your your latest um sort of vision was I like baking I like helping create context for community what if I try these together and so you've done your thank fika it's Friday fika Friday so we had our maiden voyage on Friday and I was thinking that like when at at the school I'm working at when I put when and when food is placed on the table in the uh, staff room people are if you build it people will come if you bake it people will come yeah yeah there's just a natural connection and I just find it interesting because there's room for everyone in the kitchen, the introvert doing the dishes, the extrovert mm. dancing on the table, the, <laughs> you know, the kids yeah. under the table. Yeah. It's, 
it's it's interesting that piece that people are drawn together in the kitchen yeah but i just like when we think about humanity food is one of the only things that really we have in common Mm. (laughs) you know like we all we all like we all need food to survive we all eat different food we all enjoy different types of food and different amounts of food and all that kind of stuff but we all need food in the end of the day so i all use food to celebrate don't we it doesn't matter you know your your race religion you know your absolutely like a food is a a, you know the center of every celebration isn't it yeah it doesn't have to be um it doesn't have to be you know to make salmon and caviar (laughs) like like you know some of the best food is just like tearing and sharing bread and sharing stories gathering around yeah yes. awesome can we we're bucket, just at the, at the end here we need to pause to recognize and describe that daphne the dog is wearing <laughs> the cutest christmasy bow tie on the planet uh, right she went for a haircut yesterday um <laughs> hence she also has a fleecy jumper on because oh. uh, it, it's <laughs> it doesn't really look happy here. about the haircut Funny. <laughs> no. i think we're getting a side eye there yeah yeah she not not she's i mean phoebe quite likes a haircut because obviously it's just someone touching her and giving her attention daphne not so much um <laughs> i think she likes like, being scruffy and dirty but oh. yeah she's looking um looking tired and um yeah so she came out with a bow tie on and phoebe's got a festive pink but festive uh what do you call this sort of triangly thing? Anna. Oh, bandana. Bandana, thing? yeah. Oh my days! But she's also got her fleece jumper on, so we're all cute, up, ready for, <laughs> ready for Christmas. Yay! So, so what, what? What do you? I I'm just sitting and thinking. I I love that my dogs. I they lasted in their jumpers one, <laughs> one day. <laughs> It was yeah. I I'm just thinking about this chuck it bucket for myself around food. Like, what do I need to chuck in the chuck it bucket for food? And I keep thinking, I, I shouldn't eat this. I shouldn't. I think I need to just say it's the holidays. Yeah, it's okay. I think a lot of this is about giving ourselves permission. Like, so yeah, go and read. You you can have a reading corner, Kim. If you need really need one, just go grab a book and go find somewhere. Ready yeah, nap. Yeah, I can. I can have a a break from. I don't know, feeling guilty that I'm not where I should be. Vibe, mm. <laughs> um, you know, like it's just because I'm in the wrong country, and I think that's what <laughs> not the wrong country. I'm in a different country, um, and I think that's probably what I'm looking forward to. Thinking about it from our conversation, is that I can't be anywhere. So it's not that I'm choosing the wrong parent or the wrong in-law yes. or the wrong friend. Yeah. I, I like I've checked out of having to make those choices really I've just mm. made the one choice so that mm-hmm. I guess that's what I would give myself a permission slip mm. yes love that. Love well, permission slips then I've given you them but that might not be the one <clears throat> well and I think I've, I've been listening to this podcast by Brene Brown and she's talking to Lisa Leahy and on immunity to change but she she says that that when we have those resist resistance, whether that displays itself as shame or fear or whatever it, what, avoidance, whatever comes up, that there's a, a sort of motivational thinking that you just have to like say, 
like, like I declare shame to leave, but actually she says, Lisa Leahy and Brene Brown say, we need to say, thank you. Shame. Thank you, guilt. Thank you, shame. You're trying to protect me. I mm. don't need, I don't I, acknowledging, but not living in it. And I think that for me speaks to me like, think you're trying any shame or guilt I feel is trying to protect me, but I can, I don't need that now. And I release it rather than like shaming myself more for feeling yeah. shame or yeah. more yeah. for feeling. Great. Mm-hmm. I think for me, for me, my permission slip this year is just taking delight. It's just taking delight and, <laughs> and throwing off comparison as well. I think, mm. um, you know, for me, sometimes I hold back on on like Christmassy type plans, um, because I think, oh man, what what would other people think of that? You know, like we mm. live in a really lovely home. So many people who don't know the story of the home will come to our home and think, oh my days, these guys are loaded. These guys, <laughs> like there'll be so many different um, mm. stories that they have. And sometimes I'll hold back. So like that Narnia idea, I've probably held back on that in the past. And like, oh, it's a bit frivolous that you know, mm. like. But actually, I've realised that's me just taking delight and just. Yeah using creativity and just really enjoying so I've just really in the last few days even just started to take delight in cutting down a little snippet of greenery from my garden and creating something on the fireplace and mm-hmm. and just and not caring what what the comparative story is I yeah. don't need I don't need all that comparison do you know what I mean no. I'm not doing it no. for, for anybody to say oh is no. that lovely yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I'm doing it because it just it, it just fills yeah. my heart with joy and yeah. you know hopefully can share some joy with somebody else too so yeah yeah awesome. right. well I think we've I think we're we're done are we feels Yay. like I'm pause. best of wrap up so happy Love holidays that. to anyone who's to our listener our dedicated <laughs> listener who is patient enough to catch up with us every three months or so <laughs> <laughs> I know two or three. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got—I've probably got one friend each that listens. To me, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're doing is, all right, but <laughs> but the truth is, the reason we are doing this episode. <laughs> yeah, but the truth is, the reason we're doing this is because we've had we have these conversations sometimes over coffee, and we realize there may be others who would like to part- yeah. who like to. Yeah. There, there's some valuable things that come up that might yeah. encourage someone else and that's why we do this it's not because yeah. we like the sound of our own voices <laughs> no, but also when we're in our 80s or 90s we'll bring these back again and laugh yeah. so hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting yeah so happy holidays listeners. Yay, yeah. happy holidays merry christmas <laughs> happy holidays <laughs> And eat as well. I think it's come up too. Yeah. Okay, guys. Until next time, whenever that may be.